Today on Transforming Lives. Today we want to minister on the fourth uh, principle or ingredient for, on the recipe for success, and that is developing a positive attitude. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Numbers chapter 13, verse 27 to 33. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountain, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they have, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land which we went to spy is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great statutes. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Nick was a big, strong, and tough man who worked on the railroad for many years. He was one of the company's best employees. He was always on time. He was a reliable worker. Very work very hard, but Nick had one major problem. He had a negative attitude. He was known as the most pessimistic person on the job. He perpetually feared that something worse or const- and constantly worried that something bad might happen. One day the crew was given an hour off early for them to go and prepare for one of the supervisor's party because of his birthday. All the workers life left, but somehow Nick accidentally locked himself out in the box, in the refrigerator box car that had been brought for maintenance. The box car was empty and was not connected to any of the trains. When Nick realized that he was locked inside a refrigerator box car, he panicked. Nick began to beat on the door very hard until his hands and his wrists were bloody. He screamed and screamed, but his co-workers had left. 
He screamed so hard until his scream became just like a whisper. Aware that he was in a refrigerated boxcar, Nick guessed that the temperature in the unit was below freezing. He guessed that the temperature was about 5 or 10 degrees below um, uh, um, Fahrenheit. Nick feared the worst. He thought that he was going to freeze to death. There is no way I can stay in here all night, he thought. And the more he thought about it, the cooler he became. Nick began to shout, began to beat on the door, and he realized that he was going to die either from suffocation or from freezing. In order to pass time, Nick decided to chronologue his demise. He found a pen in his pocket, and he began to scribble on a small piece of paper that was in the bath card. He said, it is so cold. I am dying. If I don't get help right now, I will die. I will freeze to death. The next morning when the workers came, they found that Nick was in the, the box card, and they found his body crumpled. When they did the autopsy, they found out that Nick died from frozen, I mean, being frozen to death. When the investigator investigated the situation, they realized that the refrigerator box card was never connected. In fact, it, it had never been connected. And the temperature in the box card was 60 degrees. Nick died in a 60-degree temperature because he feared and he had a negative attitude concerning the situation. He expected to die, and he died. He expected the worst, and he got the worst. What was Nick's greatest fear came upon him. For Nick, this happened, or he experienced the old adage of we life, or our attitude is our, basically our own self-fulfilling prophecy. The, he was expecting the worst, and he, ex, he got it. Many people are like Nick. They expect defeat. They expect failure. They expect mediocrity. And they end up experiencing it. We are continuing our series on the recipe for success. We told you that success is knowing your purpose in life, growing to your maximum potential, and sowing seeds to benefit others. We told you that Jesus is calling us to join him in his work. Hence, the work of Jesus involves Increasing our ability to cooperate with God and to minister to people. The last time we ministered, we taught on the third ingredient of the recipe for success. That is developing self-discipline. We told you that there are three principles to develop self-discipline. They are living a disciplined lifestyle, challenging your excuses, and focusing on results. Today we want to minister on the fourth uh, principle 
or ingredient for on the recipe for success, and that is developing a positive attitude. I want to share with you four things that you must know in order to develop a positive attitude. They are, your attitude determines your approach to life. Number two, your attitude determines your relationship with people. Number three, your attitude can turn your problems into blessings. Or vice versa. Number four, your attitude determines how far you will go in life. Let's look at each one of these. Number one, your attitude determines your approach to life. When Moses and the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, they came out of Egypt, the Bible says they arrived at a particular place and Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the promised land. These men were leaders in Israel. He chose a leader from each one of the tribe to exploit the land and to bring back a report concerning the land. All 12 of them had the same external experiences. All 12 of, 12 of them were leaders. All 12 of them were, 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 were chosen uh, um, to represent their tribes. And all 12 of them were given the same promises that God gave them to uh, receive the land. All 12 of them were given the, 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 the commission that Moses sent them for them to spy the land and bring back report. But 10 of them had a negative attitude and they brought back a bad report. Two of them had a positive attitude and they were right. And because of that, God was able to reward them for them to experience the, 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 the goodness of God. Let's look at the similarities and the differences of these people that went to spy the land. They were all leaders. They were all spies. They received the same promise, and they all had opportunities to make a difference in the lives of their people. The difference was that 10 of them had a negative attitude. They said no to the children of Israel after they came back. They misunderstood their mission. They saw God in, in the light of their circumstances, and they were fearful. Two of them had a positive attitude, Joshua and Caleb. They said, let's go and take the land. They understood their mission. They knew that with God, they could accomplish anything, and they believed God for great things. You see, after the, 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 the 12 spies returned, Ten of them displayed a horrible attitude. What did they do? They did not see God in their situation and their circumstances. If you read the, the report in Numbers chapter 13, you will find out that God was not even mentioned in the report. They were so focused on how they saw themselves and how they, they, they thought that others saw them. They said to Moses and the children of Israel, we saw giants in the land, and we looked like grasshoppers in their eyes. Now, it is very interesting that these people will say that they look like grasshoppers because you cannot see somebody, see yourself in somebody else's eyes. It was because of their attitude and their mindset about themselves that caused them to, to have that kind of disposition. 
They were fearful. Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible to those who believe. The major problem with these ten spies were they were afraid. They, 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 uh, fear is the opposite of faith. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But fear, uh, acrostic for fear is false evidence appearing real. You see, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence, but fear is false evidence. And most of the time when we are afraid, we are believing that something bad is going to happen. And there is no God in the picture of our fear. And so the Bible encouraged us to have faith. God encouraged us not to fear. Over and over and over in the Bible, God encouraged us to fear not. In uh, Isaiah chapter 41, he said, Fear not, I am your God. Do not be dismayed. I am with you. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. What a promise. God is saying to you, don't be afraid. God is saying to you, don't allow fear to overtake you and to overcome you. Amen. Uh, 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 if you will allow God to help you, you can overcome your fears and your situations that you find yourself in. Joshua and Caleb, on the other hand, went on the very same uh, uh, trip. But what happened? Unlike the ten spies, they were enthusiastic about what the opportunity to, to, to enter this land, the promised land. They had a positive attitude. They never doubted that God was able to give them the land. They never doubted that God was powerful enough. They did not dis, dis, discount the, 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 the challenges in the land. They knew that there were obstacles. But when they look at their obstacles, they knew that with God, all things were possible. Amen. And they, they, they believed God. They came back with a report that God was able to give them the land because of God's track record. God had delivered them over and over in the, in, in, um, through their journey. He had opened the Red Sea for them. He had delivered them from Pharaoh by great signs and wonders. And so they knew that if God could do that for them, God could do the same by taking them into the land. And because of that, God gave them an opportunity for them to go into the land. You see, Joshua and Caleb believed God for great things. Amen. The Bible says um, that we, we, we should believe God because with God, all things are possible. Amen. And what it means is that we need to have faith in God. They had faith in God. They believed that God was able to perform what he said he was going to do. They could see the circumstances through the eyes of God. They encountered tough times, but they were able to believe God. Amen? They, 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 they knew that no matter what they faced, God was in control and that God was going to make all things to work out for their good. Amen? No matter what you face, when you experience difficulty or challenging situation, believe God. If you're going through a financial crisis or a difficulty, don't expect to go bankrupt. Believe that God is able to deliver you. Don't plan for failure. Believe that God is able to, to, to bring you out. 
Uh, don't, 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 don't plan for, 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 for defeat. Believe that God is able to supply your need abundantly. Trust God. Believe that he is able and willing to help you. The second thing that you need to know about your, your attitude is that your attitude determines your relationship with people. Now, when you look at the situation with the, 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 the 12 spies that went to find uh, uh, spy out the land, you will find out that the major problem that they had between uh, um, the two that brought a good report and the 10 that brought a negative report was eternal. Okay? Um, remember I said to you, all of them had the same external uh, 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 experiences. They all were given the same promise. They all were leaders. They all were given opportunities to be able to bring back good report. But the Bible tells us that 10 of them brought a negative report because of their attitude, the negative attitude. Amen? It was eternal, and we need to watch ourselves. Because what you have on the inside of you and what you are dwelling on and what you are allowing to, to filter in your life, you will, it will come out. Amen? Because they had that attitude, that negative attitude, they were not able to experience the blessing that God uh, gave to them. Amen? They were not able to experience. They disobeyed God. Amen? They believed that... They had no future in that land. Amen. Because of that, they caused the entire congregation of the children of Israel to, to, to rebel against God. And by rebelling against God, they caused these people to lose their inheritance. Amen. The Bible tells us that they walked around in the wilderness for 40 years because they had a negative attitude. They suffered from the grasshopper complex. Amen. They saw themselves as poor old men. Amen. They saw themselves as failures instead of seeing themselves as winners and, 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 and overcomers and success. Amen. Because of that, they caused the entire people to, 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 to uh, 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 take 40 more years into the wilderness. And every adult who were 20 years old and over died in the wilderness. Now, when you look at the the two of them, when you look at Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, in, in, eternally they believed God. Amen. In um, Numbers chapter 14, uh, um, Caleb said, they are bread. Amen. Joshua said, we are able to go up at once. Don't rebel against God. Why? They, they obeyed God. They insisted that God could uh, give them the land. Amen. They had courage in their faith in God. Amen. They trusted God in, in, in a relationship. And because of that, they were able, God gave them the opportunity to stay alive and to enter into their inheritance. They believed God. They trusted God. You see, your attitude will affect people. It will affect them either positively or negatively. It will affect them. Uh, 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 it will either give them hope or it will cause them to, to squish and to 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 quiver in defeat. Amen. You you can influence people because of the attitude. Like the story we, we, we told you about earlier about Nick. Because of Nick's negative attitude or his his 
expectation for bad things to happen instead of thinking about the good things that were going to happen. He ended up dying, you know, just few degrees below average degree. I mean, 60 degree. Can you imagine somebody freezing to death in a 60 degree something? He froze to death because his mind thought that he was freezing and his body followed his mind. I told you, yeah, in our first, uh, uh, one of our first meetings, uh, I told you that concerning the importance of your thought process. Amen. It is very important concerning how you think and how you, you make sh sure that you, you, you don't have that negative attitude. Amen. Success cannot come without a positive attitude. Amen. All successful people must develop a positive attitude. Amen. Attitude is one of the strongest foundation for success. Amen. And if you develop a positive attitude, you will go further. Amen. You need to know that our attitude is often the only difference between success and failure. Your attitude at the beginning of any tax will normally carry you throughout that tax. That means if you have a negative and a wrong attitude, amen, you will end up not doing the, 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 the things that you are doing with a good uh, uh, um, you will not work hard. You will not do it with, with all of the, the, the wisdom that you have because of you are expecting failure. Amen. Don't write yourself up. Don't, don't, don't allow your situation and circumstances to put you down. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, um, it doesn't matter where you came from or what name you have or who knew you. All is matter. What, what is important is where you are going and how you can believe God and trust him for him to change your situation. God works with ordinary people and he's able to train, change their situation and minister unto them. You can trust God. Amen. You can have a positive attitude. You can be like Joshua and Caleb. You can trust God and, and work with, with them. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, we are out of time right now, and we need to stop here. We'll continue next time. Please stay tuned for Pastor Liz and I. We will be right back with a very important message. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church. City of Glory, 
in the 305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Yeah.